to this marvellous pod in which we discuss the finale episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. At last. It's finished. It's over. It's done. Our time has been running out with it, you could say. You could yes. indeed say that, couldn't I've you? I've been singing that song all week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. In- including say. the falsetto bits, so, you know. Those are some of the best parts. Are we going to get a live rendition? Look out, screaming it's close. Okay. <laughs> and it's certainly more than I bargained for. <laughs> Delighted to be joined this evening by our virtuoso performer. Hello. <laughs> and. <laughs> How do I even follow that? <laughs> Just say hi. Hello. Charming. And I mean, where to start? Any Anyone want to jump in with where we might start? Well, because I had drafted, uh, I'm going to say it, uh, just as a general overview, um, the big thing this I thought was a perfect encapsulation of the series as a whole, because there were bits I really loved, so we'll go into detail, but Sam as Cap, lots of the Isaiah Bradley stuff, but not all of it, Mm. and uh, the barbecue at the end, which I just want to watch these guys hang out, I want to watch all of the Marvel people hang out, Um, but also, a lot of it felt really rushed and thin. And there's lots of things you go, oh, so we're there now, are we? And uh, could have done with some story to get there. But also the finale, but by necessity, had to be very focused on the Flag Smashers because, you know, the plot and bringing everything together. And as we said, that's the weakest part by far. And so the big thing I felt is, other than some very specific parts, I just wasn't emotionally engaged. You know, normally Marvel, I sob my eyes out at some point and uh, I just didn't didn't engage at that level. Matthew, did you engage at that level? Uh, not at that level, except for the Isaiah Bradley stuff, which I think was very well mm. done. So interesting to hear your take on it there. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult. It's focused on the flag smashers when they ha- and the power broker when they have been so mm. poor. And and since you saying last week about the um, pa- pandemic virus thing that has apparently been cut i have seen other people forbes for instance writing articles about that very thing so i think it is a bit of a known did they quote me they didn't quote you but i I wonder if it has been in the rumor mill but they've not been allowed to or not been something yeah and it really did stand out that i just this app seems to have disappeared for five episodes and come back in this episode and it would have been it, it it almost feels like that has been a thing throughout from the way Bucky references it. It's like, no, we only saw the app when Torres had it at the beginning and then they reference it at the end. What did the app... What was the app? Because, I, I mean, they mentioned it. It, it appears to be it? Flag Smasher's WhatsApp. Possibly. Well, kind of <laughs> like, like find my friend. Mm. The, the Flag Smashers. Yeah. So they know my where to meet smasher. and... And there was the kind of, at the beginning with Torres, wasn't there? There was the augmented reality if you held it up. Exactly, yeah. And, and I, I think we yeah. saw it activating people in the last episode as well, or notifying yeah. them to do a thing. But it, the way Bucky talks about it, like, oh, great app, thanks for your help. There's an implication that it's a bigger thing than what we've just seen. Um, yeah. Some of the way he talks, he being uh, Sam, talks about Carly and some of the stuff there, some of the conversation between Carly and uh, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. What's Sharon. Sharon? Sharon, thank you. Um, again, when you look for it, you're like, yeah, this feels like it's referencing stuff that hasn't happened. 
or bigger stuff than we actually got to see. And it's mm. a, it's a bit of a shame. And it made me think of the stuff we've heard about for WandaVision where they shot stuff and it didn't get included and they included things to be a misdirect. And it feels like this is the same thing, but in the opposite way where there should have been stuff to make it. And they just never did it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mm. no, I think I think I've been thinking about that a lot since since you said it last week, Laura, as well. And it it becomes a little unfair in a way to sort of talk about it and and try and judge it, and quite frustrating because obviously you can't just pull a show that is largely made and the money is spent, the work is done, and you do kind of have to salvage. I think, I think because this is a pivotal story mm-hmm. about a key Avenger role. It's essential to the ongoing MCU. But it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> and in in a way, I hope that we do get some telling of, of what the original story was. I would like to know how it was meant to work, I think. What do you think? I, I'm a little on the fence of whether they should have just done it anyway. But there is so much risk inherent to doing that. I mean, I mean, to to draw a parallel, Lilo and Stitch, which is an amazing film and you should see it, has a whole chase sequence with spaceships. In the original version of the film, they stole an aeroplane and started flying it around Hawaii to chase one of the spaceships. And then September the 11th happened, and they went, "Yeah, we can't release a film where someone steals an aeroplane and goes and goes and flies it around." Mm. Um, and I I think think of it in those terms that yes someone somewhere would have gone like ooh, that's you know people who are very close particularly people who have been working in hospitals dealing with this disease and in the real world wouldn't then want to watch a tv show about it in the same way i've heard people watching greys and going yeah it's really good to see you know it it taking on the matter but at the same time it's hard to watch because it's so close i suppose if you also think about them making this in in not just kind of pre-pandemic times, but pre-election times mm-hmm. and, and mm. let's say a different climate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have appeared radical in, in other ways as, as well as, you know, maybe just too much. Mm. But I think it, it could have appeared more political, mm-hmm. in inverted commas, if you like, than, um, than any intent was. And it already covers quite a lot, which has changed quite a bit in the last year. And, you know, does pertain to some difficult conversations and that in itself has been sticky I think to land the things it lands mm-hmm. is the achievement of the show and I think that it would have struggled to land those if it had been amidst a storm of controversy mm-hmm. I suppose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the thing is also not knowing you know, obviously when they had to sign off on this decide which direction they're going to go in etc they had no idea which way the pandemic was going to go i mean we still don't know Mm. at the moment in some places it's looking better like here in some place like india it's really not looking better absolutely um and so and we've seen how quickly the tide turns Mm -hmm. one way or the other parts of america where numbers are dramatically increasing yeah Mm. no it's it's a good point and i also think it's interesting that we're talking about what the show isn't and never really was because never put together presumably in a final way Mm. um 
in its original form because obviously the, there are these summer reshoots and the added parts and all of these things so obviously work was done but but i think that we all kind of want we want to believe that marvel wouldn't intentionally do the things that are not great i guess hmm. i don't know i i think there were just some some real elements of this that really annoyed me <laughs> really lost me mm. and did some damage to the work i think that the show has done mm. particularly to sam and i just thought you really made me love sam why is he going on about baguettes <laughs> why is he saying that why is he being an ass it's not funny and even if you can forgive americans thinking that it's funny um which i would argue maybe you can't but anyway even if you could, you still have him making really bad choices. Like, you know, let's get Sharon a pardon. Let's just do that now, because I know someone now and can fix that one for you. Why is that a bad choice from his viewpoint? Well, this is the thing. From his viewpoint, and, and I think that you, you kind of get this Sam who has spent five episodes weighing things up and now I think just decided to, to do everything. <laughs> you know, he's been busy in the heritage industry. He's got a pardon going. He's got a plan. He's got a really good speech and take nothing away from that. It's a great speech. Um, I just, I found him really one note and maybe that's what happens when you sort of become Captain America. It was very much like, I'm here now. Going, I'm going to be like this. But going back to Sharon, from his yeah. point of view, why was that a bad decision? Because he doesn't know she's the power broker. Well, I think that's sort of my point. What does he know about what she's been doing? What? And, and maybe we should sort of go slightly back to the beginning, because some of me needs someone to explain what happened <laughs> in this episode, <laughs> particularly in, in the beginning part, when Sharon is telling him about the helicopter taking off and, mm. and the things, and, and, and he's sort of doing smashy things. And I think that pretty much explains it. <sighs> <laughs> I just didn't find it very meaningful. And then Sharon kills Carly? Yeah. That happened. Well, but for again, if we're looking at it through Sam's eyes, she killed Carly because Carly had a gun on Sam and she was going to kill him. Yeah, but Sam has spent all this time sort of actively not killing Carly. I mean, I, I suppose it, perhaps that was supposed to be more knife-edged than it seemed. It's just that people keep pointing guns at each other in this show and some people seem to be more moral about it than others. Yeah. I... I uh, you know, we we talked a lot about Zemo just randomly shooting the scientist, mm -hmm. and I know that you know, even as he appears holding her body, Sam is sort of defending her as this kind of a young girl who was prepared to die, and I just oh, it, but again, I think if, if, if you were saying that because Sam had pulled the trigger, mm. I'd be equally bemused. But well, Sharon no. doing it in defence of Sam, mm. I think you could, you know, I, I could completely see Sam having a conversation with her that that you didn't need to do that. I could have talked to her, I could have talked around, etc., etc., etc. But I think it'd still understand why Sharon had done it. But it I think I'd like be, to see you know, it. I'd like, I'd like but to see that. I think that's a lot, that. there's a lot of this that I would like to see. Um, <laughs> 
and you know there is a thing that it was six episodes should it have been seven you know just to it's... write some more of this <laughs> no, content in. no more it of could have been <laughs> but but also i mean i i found myself unable to remember if sam had at any point discussed the power broker with anyone no he doesn't or if that was something that happened entirely outside them my understanding is it's only um batrock and carly and uh, and sharon that had the conversation about the power broker and two of them are dead I mean, the show does show everything that Carly is about to pull that trigger, whether she wants to or not. It, I it, believed it, she was going to. Yeah, it absolutely does. The you know contorted face and the finger on the trigger and so on. And then she gets shot because Sharon is able to get up and defend him. And by the way, keep her secret. All right. Yeah. Well done, Sharon. So I get that. I, I mean, you're absolutely right, though. It then goes a weird way that he goes and cradles Carly and then flies Carly in in a very sort of angelic messianic manner which is a little weird um, and that's sort of his introduction to hi I'm your new Captain mm, America media we've got a dead girl mm, um, I don't know she's dead I mean this this is a good because she point. is a super I, soldier and they put her on a uh, gurney. gurney they didn't do the zip up Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's fair. this person's definitely dead I mean I think she probably is but I'm just throwing it out there as a... But, but that said, from everything we've had, they probably just took her and... That that won't be that, will it? I don't know. Hmm. But don't the... Know. For me, it stood out because his friend is shot and lying there, shot. This, this person he wants to get a pardon for who's helped him out is lying mm. there, shot, and he's cradling this thing, so... She does then manage to walk so that she's then later leaning against a car just holding her side, which I don't think you can do if you've been shot in the Yeah, she's, she's been shot. Why is he out here doing all this thing when he could be helping his friend? Because it, it, he has to go and give the speech. He has to go and give the speech. <laughs> and, and absolutely, and, and the speech is well worth doing, and it's a good moment. Mm. Um, it seems to be a plan. <laughs> I did uh, like the... I really liked the shot of him descending mm-hmm. with the wings up and, and, and holding her body. I thought that was... It's another, it's another big cartoon yeah. cover, isn't it? Yeah. It's a cartoon comic it, cover. It feels like an Ascension thing. Mm. It has that sort of look to it. Except it was coming down. Yes, but but that look of, you know, the Christ ascending. and Well, certainly and, they, they play with that a lot. I think it makes sense, though, given the speech he then goes on to make. Um to be bringing her body to them and particularly when he talks about you know her being a teenager which i had not clocked mm. i you know i thought she was early 20s but i didn't necessarily which i know shouldn't make a difference she's been killed except or potentially killed but there is something about that in storytelling if you specifically say someone's you know evidently a child hmm. versus um you know just a young say especially person. this week when we're talking about the language we use around yeah these things and I thought it was interesting um, then I started thinking about it because it hadn't occurred to me before because I hadn't been thinking of that framework but then I started thinking so is she kind of a Greta Thunberg type figure you know has there been some of that DNA gone into her Um, as being you know divisive but uh, you know a child standing up for wrongs I think that's the thing you know they, they didn't play her as the child leader I don't feel and they kept on going on about how competent she was, which, I mean, to be fair, you know, Greta is certainly thoroughly competent and mindful, like, so let's not say that you can't be a competent 
young face of something, anything. Um, but again, they're always telling us, you know, and, and she's telling herself, you know, when she says the movement can continue without us. And you just kind of go, I've just seen 20 people in a park. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not seeing it. And, and Marvel keep trying to tell me that there is a movement. But if there is this movement, why did you have to come to New York? And, you know, also how? Um, but... Well, I think they need to be there because they're, they're super soldiers, aren't they? So if they just had some of their network trying to deal with Walker and Bucky and um, Cap, then that would have been wrapped up pretty quickly. And even at the end, they're showing us that one of the security guards is still with the Flag Smashers. When, when they are put yeah. in the van, which eventually blows up, but he goes one world, one people... And they smile at each other, an implication that he's going to get it sorted for them. Yeah. Hmm. So I think I think they, they have yeah. been showing us that they have a network of supporters. Yeah. And, and this, you know, I, I don't think this is necessarily the last we're going to hear of them. You think? Possibly. I'm hoping they morph into something else or something. Yeah, agreed. So that they agreed. can quite dramatically change what's going on. Because there'll be a next Carly. Yeah. We've already been promised. 2.0. 2.0. Mm. 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 The other thing with the flag smashers, I found it quite confusing because they had their masks on. In some of the fights, I wasn't really sure whether mm. this is, is this random smag flasher A or is this Dovik or is this Carly? You know, after a while I could work out how tall they were, etc. But, you know, it, it, and when it's, particularly some of the editing is quite choppy when they're mm-hmm. doing some of those fight scenes. And so as a few, I'm like, is this just random henchmen or is this actually someone that is meant to be of um, of importance? to us which mm. is a bit distracting Agre- agreed again um, it's a very dark show yeah and, and i don't think they needed the flags the, the masks on. yeah having everyone in masks doesn't help it i mean it helps from a, a, a production standpoint because you can get your stunt doubles just in masks absolutely. you know absolutely i get that but hmm. but no, i just felt that when i was thinking about you know how i normally react to the mcu and particularly with one division and what have you mm-hmm. Carly's death and me, I would have thought would have been really affecting. If the, if she had been, and sometimes I think she was written well, and I like Erin um, Kellyman's performance, but there's something missing in there because, and I really I really actually liked the fight between her and Sam because you really felt her desperation, frustration, mm-hmm. basically just losing it um, at him, but not in, but losing it as you would actually expect a teenage girl to lose it. Mm. And not not a, so, so then when she then dies, that should have really been affecting. And I assume that's what then that image of Sam bringing her down, you know. Mm-hmm. And I could completely see, if we'd had a different build up, that I would have been really, you know, I would have been tears and and what have you. But I just didn't. No, I mean I, I didn't. I didn't either because they they just made her kind of vaguely. Dreadful. I mean, no, I mean, not even vaguely dreadful. They made her dreadful, mm. and they made her kind of concrete bad news. I can't get her story straight. I I don't quite understand what happened and how there was time for Sharon to. You know, she was in Latvia or Lithuania with Mama Donya mm. at some point. And then at other points, they seem to have been street children in Madripoor, and Sharon picked them up and made super soldiers. So they were in Madripoor before Latvia, I think. Right. 
oh, it might have been they might have gone Latvia, mud for Latvia, but they've definitely been a mud for for Latvia. Is when they're having the conversation, her and Dovik are having the conversation about um, that she would have been a history teacher. Yeah. They're talking about Madripoor then. He says you know, he almost joined the military, but then he realised he would make more money, something, something, mob, Madripoor. Mm. So yeah. I assume they both were in Madripoor at some stage, and that's when Sharon finds them and then injects them with soldier serum, mm. or finds them for something else, and then they steal the soldier serum and inject themselves. We're not quite sure on that. But it, it did answer something, because I was like... Why is Sharon, there was this whole thing about, well, Sharon probably must know now that the soldier serum is gone. So what she, you know, does she just want to get revenge against Carly and that? But it doesn't make much more sense that she was actually trying to get her to come and work for her so then she can utilise the super soldiers. Mm. I, I just kind of couldn't get the timing of it right. And the and the understanding of, you know, had they had they abandoned Sharon and gone back home having been powered because Sharon was bad. No. Is that is that no? No, I think it's just because they wanted to use the either the serum or their strength that they had already got from Sharon through the serum for the cause. But like she says, that's why I don't want to work for you. Because obviously, you know, if they had worked for her, they could have got more money or I don't know, something, possibly. Um, I think it's that kind of thing where, you know, you're doing a job, it pays well, but you need more meaning. So you leave corporate life yeah. and you go and you work in uh, for a not-for-profit or something. Yeah, third sector. Don't, yeah. And then your corporate boss <laughs> is like, I'm going to give you a load of money if you come back. I think that's what we're dealing with. In which case, she's skipped the whole being a teacher part of everything, really, hasn't she? And gone straight to middle age. She's lived a full yeah. life. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the thing. She's I, old for a time. Yeah, I think forming the Flag Smashers and, and starting this group has been the thing. Um, but there's no sense of whether they are the Flag Smashers. She seems to be. What do you mean? The, there's, there's no sense that there's any... Other flag smashers. Is it is it a broader organisation with other people doing things? Is it just the well, so? Isn't that what all the the headlines and everything are in the credits? Yeah, Don't I kept meaning to, to pause them to see what they did, but I didn't. Yeah. I did a bit, and it didn't feel hugely rewarding. Mm. I'm glad I didn't. Mm. I could be wrong. There are definitely articles that. Have that. I, I I think in general the flag smashers and Carly thing has been disappointing and and not well done and and for me that uh, loops round to what i wish this show was now, now we can see what the show is uh, mm-hmm. and where the show wanted to go from from sam you're opening with it feels like someone else's to i'm captain america I, I i sort of wish the show was just him with the shield traveling around understanding the history of the super soldier serum and coming to a realization of how he can be captain america whilst being a black man in America, doing doing Why some of the, doing some of that rationalization, and then you can have at the same time Bucky maybe helping him doing the introduction to Bradley and so on, uh, but Bucky's off fighting flag smashers and eventually he's like, "Hey, I've got a world problem. I need Captain America to come and help me with," and that's his call to action that sets up the big finale in his reveal. Then you really don't have them together very much at all, since it's meant to be a two-hander. Yeah, I could, I could. Must have a lot of phone calls. That's that's absolutely fine with me. 
Um, <laughs> just on Zoom all the time. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why is it not that? Because because it's a Captain America series. So in the same way, when Soldier Civil War and the original film are all sort of kind of slightly gritty action. You know, Red Skull is the furthest they go in terms of sort of fantasy superhero mm. stuff. Um, I think they wanted the show to be that. It's very grounded in the real world problems of post-blip. How do things function? And and good. I think we're all here for that story. Mm. Just it's not done very well. Just not that Possibly one. for reasons. <laughs> yeah. So... I should probably let it go. <laughs> Shall we move off the flag smashers? Yeah. Things it's not our favourite <laughs> thing. We've so talked sad. about it quite a bit. <laughs> Can I Sorry. say something? I'm, I'm going. I'm going to Pollyanna, and I'm going to say. Oh, sorry, no, I'm going to be Pollyanna with caveats. But starting as a Pollyanna, I did do a little whoop when um, Cap came through the the window in his full glory. Nice. Just a little one. Nice. Um, and I thought it was a great entrance for him. The, the shield coming through first and then him um, and if I had my notes were Sam flying with shield cool <laughs> so that would be the 14 year old boy in me um, but uh, yeah and I am pleased that this series exists even though it's not in a format I necessarily or, or in the way that I would like it to because I think if we'd gone from Endgame at the beginning, uh, sorry, the end of Endgame, where Sam's given the shield and says it feels like someone else's, if we'd just gone from that to, and now he's got his funky suit and he's Captain America, Hmm. I think that is missing a lot. And I think, hopefully, the way that they're going to continue with with Cap um, is for some of this complexity to follow him. Because I think that's far more interesting. Hmm. Um, and as you said before, Matthew, he doesn't have the complexity of the man out of time that Steve mm-hmm. had. So I'm pleased we saw the him, th- you know, first of all refusing it, and then thinking about it and taking on other people's viewpoints, and then, as you said, Abby, that speech. Um, I think the beginning bit for me was a bit clunky, um, but when he then goes on to talk about himself as the metaphor, I thought that was all fantastic. Mm. And and there is nothing in this that, at any point, I have thought he's not quite going to be as good as Steve, is he? No, I'd, I'd have no doubt on that. Mm. Um, and I think if we'd just gone straight from here's the shield, great now I'm Captain America, whereas they have gone at pe- um, gone to pains through this to show how empathetic he is, mm-hmm. how he's always looking for the de-escalation. Well, most of the time he's looking for de-escalation. Um, and I think that's really important now that I I fully believe him as being Cap. And there have been rumours about um, Chris Evans coming back. Mm-hmm. And um, frankly, I don't want to see it, much mm. as I love Chris Evans, unless he comes back as Steve. I'm happy for him to be old man Steve, but I don't want him to be Captain America. You know, before this, I really did want to see, oh, how does he put the stones back and all of these kind of things. Or him, in an alternative um, timeline, fighting crime with Peggy. Would have loved all of that. But now, I don't want him because I think then that takes away from Sam being Cap and Mm -hmm. he's Cap now. Hmm. What did you guys think about his entrance? I I thought of Matthew when when we saw the outfit. (laughs) (laughs) That that was my caveat. But (laughs) So, Matthew, what did you think? I... 
I like the outfit when it's in motion. The bit where he's standing around, like, talking to Carly and people, it's got a little bit of sort of action figure-y. Oh, I'm broad <laughs> and big-chested and look how it... Because Sam is not that big guy. But when it is in motion, I'll I, I tell you what, it's really lucky they had helicopters and things for him to chase. So he got to do stuff that, you know, old Cap couldn't have done. That's a stroke of luck, isn't it? Um, but what I particularly liked is that they took Falcon's theme, and I've been on YouTube listening to Falcon's theme and doing comparisons from Ant-Man and Civil War and so on. And and they've added, I think, some brass to it. I'm not musically inclined enough to say exactly what. They've done something to make it sound like Cap's theme. So that, you know, moment when he first appears and you go, bah, bah, bah. It is his theme, but in a very grand sense. And I like that. I, I like the, let's use the word, I like the escalation of it. It's good. Yeah. Mm. Abby, what do you think of the suit? A bit baggy. <laughs> I, I think, um, I, I think there's something strange about the suit that, that didn't quite add up to me. It, it yeah it it wore him a little bit and that's not right because because that's not the sound we've seen um but yeah you know these things take time it it's uh, we we've seen costume reveals quite a few times in marvel mm. and and this was one of my less favorite ones you know when you think of kind of captain marvel and i'm like yeah there's the suit that's <laughs> the look that's cool and then there's someone i was like I think you were bigger last week. Like, you know, did they catch him off peak? I don't know. It's... <laughs> yeah. Um, I am. Um, I love the entrance. And so, yes. And, yeah. and, you know, and all of that. And so I'm like, oh, he's got the suit. This is really cool. But then and, actually... and while he was in it, I, I agree with Matty, kind of when it's in motion. Yeah. I think it works very mm. well. And it's, it's, it is really different um, from, Steve's. I was going to say Caps, but you know, it is it is a new version. I am. I can't say I am as familiar with with the comic looks. Is this a straight comic? It looks like it is. Yeah, it looks very faithful. Like, mm. Yeah, it, it's a suit. He he looks like a superhero, but like sometimes I think I don't know. I just thought he looked cooler before. <laughs> the thing for me that I found weird is. When you think of Steve's outfits, outfits, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's got a shushy little outfit. Um, Captain Rogers, Captain Rogers, who are you wearing tonight? <laughs> oh, the Marvel fashion show. Oh, Marvel red carpet. Mm, yeah. um, yes. Then they, other than when he was doing the kind of propaganda stuff at the beginning, it's always quite grounded. It looks like it's kind of tactical wear, but it's got a nod towards the Stars and Stripes. Mm. Whereas this really did feel like comic book outfit. Um, and I was trying to work out what it was. I don't... The amount of white in it feels weird. Mm. It's so bright. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you think with a lot of... Um, well, a lot of the more grounded costumes, they are, you know, the darker colours, maybe with some highlighting. I'm not a great fan of the cowl. He kind of looks like he's in a neck, neck brace because it. I think it might be very similar to the Falcon one mm. because the Falcon was darker colours. It wasn't as obvious because also when it, it, its ears kind of look weird, they kind of stick out, which really his ears think... did stick out of the. Yeah, it, it looked uncomfy. 
It really did look like it looked stiff. It looked like he couldn't really move his head properly. You know what? It's a new suit. You've got to break it in. You've got to get those ear blisters nice and (laughs) calloused. But the ears were making me think of. You remember when we saw um, WandaVision behind the scenes and then we saw Vision Mm -hmm. before they did the CGI and his weird stick out ears? It just. It made me think of that. (laughs) Maybe there was going to be a layer. Mm. I, I have seen people raving on Twitter about comic authentic costumes and when they're done well and people saying falcons is now the best of them so i think it is very much based on what what he is in the comics yeah it and, looks very much like it. and this thing you're exactly right not saying right we have to go dark and solid colors and and this sort of thing i've seen people making jokes about um movie comic book costumes are often the texture of a basketball for some reason and that you don't true. have that to do true. that um, so you can hold on to them. Yeah, clearly. It's for grip. Um, so I, uh, like, I quite like they're going that way with this and making him a you know big action figure type look, whilst he himself is actually a quite cerebral character by comparison. Yeah, mm. grounded. And like he says, you know, my power is that I believe we can be more. Yeah, which I love that that's, that line. That's great. That's, yeah, and it's perfect encapsulation of both Sam and the Captain America mm. mantle. I think. And they they didn't feel the need to follow it up with oh and I can fly really well something like that yeah you know, they they allowed it to <laughs> they land didn't undercut it yeah, yeah exactly so yeah and we do we already have Bucky going you know flying's your thing yeah and yeah. and the I, I I wasn't really listening to your great speech <laughs> I was texting was the only time I think I laughed really I sorry really I was texting that. I howled I thought that was I th- great just the d- delivery I thought there was, was enough of a gap that didn't undercut okay. it wasn't like an immediate. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, the bit at the beginning, I almost wish they'd leaned into it harder with Bucky on the phone trying to talk Carly down <laughs> and Sam in a big fight with Batrock. Like, I wish they'd done more of, hey, I need you to come and do the fight and I will talk to her. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, let, no me, yeah. let me do this just this once. I can talk to her. It's fine. Something on those lines. <laughs> Bucky are not helping. Yeah. I think if we've covered anything in these six episodes, it's that Sam does the talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad that the best bit of banter, possibly in the series, was like w- one of the only lines that Walker and Bucky shared. And his thing of, great man, great line, not when you say it. I really like that. That's good, you know, <laughs> bit of jo- jokey someone, someone explain the Walker stuff Why is to me. Walker getting How a can he just story? pop in and out? What the heck is happening in that? Tell me what happened with Walker in that whole fight scene. Because I've watched it twice. I firstly can't keep it in my head because Marvel does things in the dark. And secondly, what? So Walker turned up with his DIY shield. And did call her Morgantown. Oh, he did, didn't he? I, I, not- I, I noted <laughs> that. I was, I was watching for it. And I was right, like, well, oh, then, I, then um, frankly, I completely buy his redemption arc. I don't know what the issue is. <laughs> Most important player. <laughs> but as as a military guy, you know, he would be very used to... Oh, but they've all called Akali all, all the way call throughout. So that was... Did he? Including him, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, okay. Number of times. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, maybe that is the redemption. And so he was going to be there to wreak vengeance on Carly because she killed Lamar. And then relatively quickly, he is faced between the choice between, I think it was Carly, Mm -hmm. 
but I wasn't 100% sure because of the mask yes, or it was. it was just a random flag smash. Okay. So the choice between going after Carly or say, trying to save the people in the van that was going to go over the edge. He chose the saving of the people, which I think is meant to then be justifying his redemption. Um, and then fought with Bucky against the others. Um, and then we get a nod from Sam, which feels unearned. And uh, everything's fine now. This is where I was thinking if we had another episode, perhaps they could do a bit more with this. Well, I didn't need any more. I just don't understand how what? he was allowed to be there. And to have an Norton. The guy is jacked up on all of this stuff and he's just gonna wander off into the sunset now well, we don't know what we don't know what val's gonna be using him for yeah but sam doesn't know what's happening oh, no, no, at no. all like i said the, the whole nod and that's kind and of me talking about them now. i feel like they're undermining sam's decision making like he's let walker wander off let in inverted commas as if like he is the police of Walker, but like. But Walker <sighs> isn't under any kind of. When he left the hearing, he's not. He's just not Captain America anymore, and he's been discharged from the military. Yeah, but he's full of super soldier serum. Yeah, but they. I assume they knew that when they he's let him go. He's got no income. He's got. But what's Sam what, going to what... do about that? If, if the if the thank military... you for showing up with a homemade shield. Like I said, the nod, putting that to one side. If you're just talking about why did Sam not then bring him into custody or something, well, the government have said because of his prior service, you know, as long as you stop this pretending you're Captain America, then you're fine, mate. But you're not going to get your benefits and uh, and you can't you know you don't retain your rank and all of that kind of stuff. I just feel like Sam. Again, has been presented as cerebral enough and experienced that we know that he's experienced enough with Avengers and so on. To, I'm not saying necessarily that they should tag him, but I am saying that there's a conversation to be had about, hey, so, you know, a few bad times there, stoved someone's head in with a shield, didn't you? And <laughs> I think it could have done with a, com- a conversation. But again, the thing is, this felt very rushed. Mm. And so, where would you put it if you're not going to have like, a yeah, another episode? Mm. And 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 especially because he turns up and Carly's all like, I, "I didn't mean to kill your friend. I only want to kill people whose lives matter." Um, that was a weird line. Which for her. I think I think using the word "matter" yeah. <laughs> when you've killed a person of color is pointed. A real possibly, choice. Um, but fine. But there's no sense of, "Hey, but you killed my friend." in cold blood and stoved his head in when you're supposed to be all about justice and stuff. There's no sense that he's done something wrong. It is now just... He has been suitably punished, so now he can carry on making his fake shield with the medals embedded where he gets his use the force moment. Which was awesome. I loved it. It it just felt like lots of things weren't joined together. Mm. Like, like each episode seems to be here and it spreads out over there and then each episode starts again from the middle and spreads out over there and all the bits that were spread out uh, just sort of dissolve. Lots of threads that never get picked up. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That... But, but lots of things that the characters don't seem to... For a show where everyone is doing so much thinking about everything, the amount of things that they are not thinking about... <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it it is a very funny show. 
how much it wanted to do. And I think even over and above the fact they had stuff that they had to get rid of and maybe they've had to now include other things, I feel it could have cut down on some of it, maybe. Without even necessarily losing too much. The Flag Smashers didn't need to be giant international terrorist organization. It could, be, it could have been a group of super soldiers. You know, new winter soldiers. Batrocket mates. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could have been a, a local... Like, it would be enough for it to be a local thing that happened to affect an American army mm. base or something. Mm. You know, so if, it's, you, if you really must engineer it. Right? There was a great response to Walker's um, shield. The bit where he throws it over the side so he can pull the car back up and it lands and it's all crushed and, and half destroyed mm. and so on. And someone said, this is how weak my country is without stolen resources. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a, a sentence. Mm. But then, and, uh, then and this think... is the same time as, as people obviously always share the killmonger in the museum. You know, how did how did your um predecessors get hold of the vibranium? Mm. Yeah, mm. exactly. I, I think there are some really excellent lines like that in there. And again, it's kinda of, it is I do think it's got it like it's it's got to be worth everything to get these lines and these characters and these conversations. But it is weird how much <laughs> baggage quite, it's got. I'm quite happy with where it's left us. Hmm. You know, it's set up for everything hmm. else. Sam's yeah. journey has been good. Yeah. And hmm. and the exp- exploration, and that's, I think, my thing. I wish it had just been that. I wish he hadn't given the shield away to begin with, but he had said, I'm not sure what to do with this. And maybe reached out to Bucky to understand the history of it. And Bucky goes, oh, I've got some interesting history to share with you. Mm. And he starts going on this thing of the super soldier program and eventually finding, oh, hey, there's some super soldiers trying to kill the GRC as they're trying to do all this with his refugees and perhaps we can come to an understanding somewhere. Ah. I would have been um, sad to lose the Walker arc, much as I think it was then rushed at the end. I really liked that throughout. I think it's also then helped inform Sam's decision. Yeah, and and what is it that the the shield stands for? Does it stand for um, compulsory blue eyes and blonde hair, hmm. or does it stand for for the values? Truth, justice, and um, the American way. Yeah, the first two it, bits it, at least. It also does a great job of showing that that when power opens up in front of you, sometimes it, if you don't step into it, something worse will. You know, you are not the worst thing that could happen. Um, yeah. And and I think that that's a really interesting message to think about. You know, Sam is, is not sure that it, that any of this is right, but he's, he's pretty sure that he is not right and he is not comfortable with this. Mm. And at some point, I think the question is, well, what, what cost is there to your discomfort? Yeah. And I think that I would really like to hear both of your thoughts about the Bradley stuff mm. at this point i think i thought it was excellent i you know carl lumbly sells it utterly for me you know if there is a moment that i welled up at at the very least it's him in the museum and going in for the embrace with sam i i, I think it was incredibly well done i think the conversation was good i think like we said last time it's it's the quality you know we argue about the writing and say the writing is very mixed at times there is quality when they acknowledge yes the past is bad and yes perhaps we shouldn't do this thing because of how we've been treated 
But if we do it, perhaps we can forge something different in the future. There are two ways to see this, and I'm going down the hopeful positive one. Without dismissing what has come before. And I like that. I think it's been done well. I thought it was... Well, I think it's been one of the strongest arcs in the whole series. Mm-hmm. Carl Lumley was amazing. Mm-hmm. Particularly focusing on the conversation when Bradley's gardening and Sam turns up to talk to him and then uh, the Smithsonian in the end. I think it was really well written. The thing that kind of threw me slightly so that the emotion, which I think distracted me so the emotion didn't land, is that personally I think I would have preferred it if it hadn't, you know, the way that I read that was that um, Bradley saw Sam kicking ass as Captain America and then giving this great speech and that completely turned him around as to whether a black man should be Captain America. He seemed, yeah, he was joking with him saying, oh, you almost got me, you know, you almost had me there and that. But, you know, he was he was shown as being now proud of Sam and and seemed to have kind of turned 180 on, you know, as to whether Sam should pick up the shield or not. Mm. And I think I would have preferred if he had been a little more reticent still, because that seemed like a, quite a quick switch round. Okay. Because, I mean, it was a good speech, but if you think what he's been through, um, which then also slightly undermined with the Smithsonian, I thought it was a lovely touch. It also was a bit with some of the practicality and thinking, well, even if the government's decided to leave him alone, you stuck his name up there. He still goes under that name. It's not like the press are not going to try and find out who this super soldier, this you know super soldier we've never heard of is, or a Hydra equivalent going after him to try and get his blood or something. It just seemed... If perhaps if it had been he'd been unnamed and his story had been up there and there'd been the statue of him but plastering his name across it when he had said let me, you know, leave me dead it was written in past tense, wasn't it? the plaque mm-hmm. oh, I, that didn't, was, I, didn't, I only that saw was the, sort of my, my only mm-hmm. yeah I, I looked at it as well, and it's it's written in past tense, and and okay. that he's he's dead. I there's nothing to look for here, uh, but I do I do agree. You know, it is something that people would look for. I'm not sure he goes by that name anymore. I, I'm sure, I and, he... and I need to check. But in that first episode, they rock up and say we're looking for Isaiah Bradley, and he goes, "No one here by that name." Yeah, but I just thought he was trying to get rid of him. I didn't read that he changed his name. Did you? I I think I, I read that as Bucky knows him and his name and uh, yeah he knows no good comes of someone asking for that name therefore I wouldn't necessarily imagine he used it but I mean the thing is if he Isaiah had specifically said no I want to you know I want to stay dead I want to I don't which I want to well, no, I, I agree but also no, I, 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 I do forgotten. also agree I want to stay forgotten. Yeah. And Sam did this without mm. No, I, I, on, I, I should say on that part, I absolutely do agree. And I did think it was weird. I thought the statue was weird. I thought the naming was weird. And I thought the fact that this man that you have... And, and this is sort of one of the things that I was talking about when I was saying that Sam seems to decided now that he's right about a a broad swathe of things that he's been observing for the last 
five episodes. And he turns up in this one and he's done all this stuff and he's right because he's Captain America now. And I'm not sure it's meant to come across like that. And I do think it is meant to be touching and good. But it is obnoxious a bit. I, 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 I <laughs> thought it was going to be very weird because you're absolutely right. He said, leave me dead. If you tell them that I'm still here, they will come for me and I'll be dead tomorrow. And, and yeah. when he was going to the museum and I thought he'd done something to do it, it, it felt like films from the 90s and early 2000s where people outed each other. And and like that's not a thing you do. That is not allowed. Um, so I was, you know, on edge with it. But he hasn't done that. I, I, I think you're right, Abby, that it was written in past tense. This is a thing of this. we're telling this person's story. We're not saying, hey, that guy over there, we're telling his story. Mm. Um, I'm pointing the listeners um <laughs> i don't i don't think we know either way i was asking the speculative question we don't know either way what name he goes by but i had thought it was that he was using another name but you know in the same way of you know hey do you know an obi-wan kenobi well of course i know him he's me you know, that <laughs> that sort of maybe he's ashley bradley or something now. but um yeah so yeah so apps you know i could see Again, and, and I think similarly, as I was saying with the death of Carly, you know, looking at it as the put the jigsaw together, I can completely see it's like this should really be tugging at my heartstrings. Mm. But I think because I had all these other bits <laughs> that were kind of getting in the way. Um, and and as you say, it's like a summation of the show because how many times certainly you, you've said Abby, you hear a sentence, you're like, oh, that's good, and then you think about it, you're like, oh, that's not quite so good. Mm. And, and these are moments that are, oh, that that that's a good moment. It's everything's telling you it's good. The music's telling you mm-hmm. it's good. The the twinkly expressions on people's faces are telling you it's good. The the severity of the tone and the warmth and the and then you think about it and you go, look, he asked you explicitly, don't do that. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Definitely don't put it in the Captain America Museum. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, I, again, I think the point was it was don't tell anyone I'm around and point them at yeah. me. Um, which I don't I, I think agree. Sam's done. So that's that's why for me it feels. It's a statue cool. of his face. Yeah, but it's not. It's not a great statue. It's I a statue of his face from like fifty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's photos, but there are photos. Again, of him quite a while ago. The, the I mean, the thing is, another sort of uh, reason for pause there is um, his grandson's still around. Mm-hmm. Also, um, a, a good point. So. But um, I, Malcolm Sparman, the head writer, was writing about this, and mm. I think I've got some notes which I think are paraphrased, so they're not word for word. But um, Isaiah Bradley is the living embodiment of Sam's doubt. They wanted Sam's doubt to not be something he overcomes, but something he deals with, meaning that they wanted to validate the concern that Sam had about whether or not it's appropriate for a black man to don the stars and stripes, which. I can completely see. And I think that's actually why I was a bit like, oh, I wish there was a bit more um, ambiguity about Isaiah's take on things where, I don't know, Mm. perhaps if we, much as I really liked the scene where they were sat in the garden talking, um, and I love the way that Isaiah just picks up that bloody great tree as if it's nothing and just casually moves it to one side as he's talking. That was a really nice little touch. Really good. So I really like that scene. But I think if you'd had something where it was, and if we're going to you know, keep the Smithsonian and do whatever it is that needs to be done to make sure he can't be tracked down, um, then 
if I don't know Isaiah seeing that you then see him soften slightly do you know but it just seemed to be for me it was this 180 that he saw Sam being fab as Captain America Mm. but when we'd heard him before talk about um, no self-respecting black man would lift the shield then well that surely wasn't because he thought Sam was going to be crap at being Captain America do you know it's what what is it that he saw other than saying Sam's special but what is it he saw that then changed such a embedded feeling about the mantle of Captain America and a black man taking it and I don't I didn't see the connection I didn't see enough to get us to where we were with him see um well I've had similar concerns about the 180 of it and I was sort of arguing through the other side of it and saying well I I think that he's respecting Sam's decision and I think that he trusts that Sam was listening because what I think it does a very good job of showing in, in that earlier scene is that Sam is listening and that he appreciates the conversation that he mm-hmm. understands those concerns and I think that Isaiah is respecting that somebody has heard his story heard his side really is aware of of the dangers and the controversy and the history mm. and is doing it anyway mm. and i think that at that point he sees it not as his role to hold sam back you know that sam is is you know grown man who can make his own choices yeah and i think he is essentially being respectful um however i do I, I like that you get the sense that they will have this ongoing friendship now. It <laughs> slightly seems to have become sort of Sam's conscience mm. a bit more than you know. And to, I mean, it's it's television, it's media, it's fiction. This is what you have. Characters mm. play roles, and another one of those I want to mention before we finish this. Mm. Um, but you know, <sighs> he is such a great and interesting character in his own right. Mm. And I think that I would have liked to just have a little more of him on his own terms, maybe. Because we've only seen him in his own terms. And what we get is is a pure sort of level of, of reaction to Sam, which mm-hmm. is concentrated on, on showing they'll have an ongoing friendship. And then Sam's choice about how he's going to be portrayed. You know, the other thing would have been to say, hey, we've got the space. And I think it would be good if America understood who um, or, or how this happened, you know, who mm. came before this area of its Let history, him. what should we put in it? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I did actually, I liked the statue, uh, the actual statue, not necessarily, but <laughs> the idea of a statue. Because mm. it was a bit like, that's a bit weird, given when you look at the rest of the display, there's not like statues of Steve or Erskine or anyone. Are there? Certainly, there's Pretty outfits sure that you see yourself in. So, but yeah, but I mean, a statue. There's something about a bronze yeah. statue. Maybe it maybe it's mannequins rather than statues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is a statue, and I think, and to start with, this, like, oh, it seems a bit weird. It just doesn't seem in keeping. But then, when you think about everything that's been happening with statues mm-hmm. in the states, I think, I think, you know, the idea of actually putting a statue up to someone like Isaiah Bradley mm. um, is, you know, is really that's, important. That's a really meta. good point. Mm. Dan, I, I, I think some some of the question is should we have statues at all? I think yeah, I think that's another. That's a whole other series. That's what Loki's <laughs> going to deal with. 
Um, I really like your, <laughs> your point. Loki has his statue, doesn't he? <laughs> he does have his statue of me with a big gold pointy horns. <laughs> Curly horns. <laughs> um, I really like the point about the respect because I thought that as well. It's the fact that Sam sat and listened to him and then is doing it because of the history, not in spite of the history. Mm. Yeah, he wants that to be represented and that's there. And I don't think I took it that he was entirely a 180 rah Stars and Stripes now, but that okay. he was like, okay, if anyone's going to do it, I want Sam Wilson to do it. Mm. So, But different reads on things. Um, Carl Lumbly's sort of shaking lip at the end, the quivering hug with Sam. <laughs> so good. Utterly worked for me. He was, you know, VIP oh, of this whole thing. So good. <laughs> Yeah, it's really your super. I think it's interesting in the future as well that how much they kept um, Eli, his grandson, mm-hmm. in shots when you're like, well, he doesn't really need to be there. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay, so we're setting up. Right. I'm pretty sure we're setting up for, for him in the future. Brilliant. Who else did you want to mention, Abby? Walker's girlfriend. She's wife. literally just there to make him look wife. better. Sorry, She's wife. She's literally oh, subtitled dear. as Mrs. Olivia. Walker. Wife. Or oh, did she have Olivia a name? Olivia Walker. Mm. Only on IMDb. Okay. I don't think we've heard otherwise. Maybe in the credits. Maybe. Walker's wife. Who is she? Apart from married to him. She's an appendage. She sure is. She is the most appendage appendage <laughs> I, I think I've ever seen in a Marvel film. And, and it is odd every time she's in the room and it's confusing and i don't understand you know the way the way that pantina talks to her is weird you know at her over her it i mean i know that's kind of her character but she's just like a prop yes i would argue there's lots of people like that like sam's nephews you know, they, yeah, we, but they had they had schools and classmates and caring and games and we, Uncle Sam. Yeah, you could, I could probably tell you more about their relationship with their mom. With you know, you could see and they you know about the, about the guy who was going to buy the boat and you know they had content about their own lives. Whereas, well, she's also not really said for it. Even in the scene, mm-hmm. the two, three scenes she's been in, she's not really been given much to say. Mm. And yeah, so we know nothing else about her. And they went to high school together. That's about it. Mm. Maybe she's in Black Widow or something. <laughs> and they said they had to cut a lot. <laughs> that would be that would be interesting, but bizarre. <laughs> I I just I found that very, very strange. And I think particularly because the scenes that she's in, there there is so much emphasis on her because there's no one else in the room. You know, she's mm. she's not scene setting she's literally there to illustrate things about walker or to receive words in her direction although speaking of the, of the receiving words and thinking about the fact that wandavision was meant to come after this i thought the line things are about to get weird was interesting well because yeah. well, wandavision is definitely set before this chronologically mm. it is, yeah. but it but it aired it uh, yeah, it should have aired, aired, aired later, yeah. but she yeah. says things are about to get weird. One division's happened but by this point. I think things are still about to get weird. Mm. I was assuming oh, yeah. it, that we were going kind of into the multiverse yeah. of madness thing, and, and when we're talking about things are about to get weird, that's kind of what the reference is. But but if you think about how this could have been like, and then next week One Division, mm. yeah, I just thought that was quite fun. God, I'm almost glad it didn't because we would have been like, oh, is she going to turn up in this? Is Sam going to turn up in this in One Division? 
Yeah, really yeah. glab. Val. Mm. I love Val. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see um, Julia Louis Dreyfus tweeted the big cloak mm-hmm. that they brought her in? <laughs> and they brought her in this big hooded cloak to Brilliant. make sure no one would see her every time they brought her on set. Oh, um, wonderful. I'm really curious about her. Um, I'm hoping she's a big bit of Black Widow. Mm. Because uh, the thing is, it's just not clear. Is I mean, she's obviously not a goody goody, but is she a baddie baddie, or is she just the shadier side of the government, which may also be a baddie baddie? But you know, is, is it? I, I, you know, is it more that you know, Fury is not exactly um, goodness and light, mm-hmm. but he's still considered to be more towards the yeah. good than the bad. And Sam Jackson is in his mid seventies, so yes. It's a surprise every mm-hmm. time. He's 72. Okay. Gosh. Gosh. And the reason I know that is because I was getting a bit creeped out because it, uh, there was also talk of the Val and Fury romance and would we see. And I was like, well, the age gap's ridiculous. Come on. Is it? No, because I looked it up and she's 60. Right. How the hell is it's she only 60? Years. I thought she was like, you know, 50, late 40s yeah, maybe. I wish I looked that good now. I know. <laughs> That is kind of what I guessed her at. I, w- I w- yes. would say that casting her is especially inspired because Seinfeld and Veep are two such American shows. You know, the two mm, things she is no, seen. but the two things she's most famous for are so American, and she has such an American accent, accent and presence. Mm. And if she's not American, and if we get reveals at some point that. Actually, she's got a different past, and this is a an accent she's putting on, and she's got a different accents so on. That's quite good because she just comes across as utterly American, except for the name. Because the thing is, as well, the reason I'm leaning more towards her being something to do with the uh, so Shield, if it's still going at the stage, or S- U.S. espionage, mm-hmm. is she calls him U.S. agent. Mm-hmm. Now I know that comes from the comics and what have you, but. That's a really weird thing to call someone if you're, you know, Hydra equivalent. Um, so I think we are going to see these are like government controlled superheroes, whether that's the Thunderbolts has been talked about or I don't really know what Dark Avengers is, to be honest. I think we're going to see like what kind of what the government want with the Accords, where it's a case of we will tell you where to go mm-hmm. and it'll be shadier. Mm. I don't know. And what do we I'm... think of, of, of Walker's costume? It's the same but black. Hmm, same but black. Kind of hydro colours. Yeah, not far off. Yeah. But I'm I'm quite happy where he's been left. Mm -hmm. I think there was a bit of a kind of rush at the end to get him there. But I'm really cute. I I find the character really interesting. Um, I think there can be really interesting ways they go with him. Um, And I think it's great to show that side of the um, that that potential side of Cap. Um, Not Sam Cap, but you know, of the idea mm-hmm. of you know, I mean, I had someone someone saying that you know, Captain America was the ultimate cop, really, if you look okay. at it. And so, if we're looking at it on the lines of, you know, police violence, etc., that side of things, then I think Walker is a really interesting embodiment. Mm. And it'll be really interesting what they do with him. I think he's been a fantastic character, and I think that we've had so many great, sort of, really unexpected, strong lines and conversations about the American military which again I mean we talked about how we didn't see that coming mm. from the first episode of the yeah. show so I think that really allowed the show to do some very heavy lifting mm-hmm. within a character who 
never really does heavy lifting, you know, in, in a show mm. like this. So mm. I, I think that was really unexpected for me. And I think that that has been one of the highlights. But again, I think, you know, he stove someone's head in with a shield. <laughs> it's, it's like the Carly problem, you know, the Morgenthau problem, if you will. Um, there, there are points of no return and he's had his. And it, I don't I don't think there's much we, we can do with that. So, like, I want him to be quippy and quirky and fun and I want it to be enjoyable. But you stove someone's head in with a shield, dude. Mm. <laughs> like... like you lost me um and and i think it makes it much harder to um to manage because i'm not sure the show has managed that sufficiently like like close but but again it's not his show mm. and maybe that is something you have to accept and i suppose that when you have an ongoing universe of stories they aren't going to be neat and perfect and organized because characters last a lifetime and mm. um, yeah if they are going the Thunderbolts route, though, I think these are... It's a bit suicide squaddy, isn't it? And uh, these aren't goodies. It's exactly what I was going to say. He feels like he'd end up in the Suicide Squad, and particularly James yeah. Gunn's Suicide Squad that's coming. It's got that yeah. sort of vibe to it. Someone who can relish a bit in the destruction and killing of it. Yeah. Even if it's for good, <laughs> in inverted mm. commas. But I think that you, you have to go somewhere, because we've seen him have sort of remorse and trauma mm. from around these things and and I I think what I'm saying is they introduced an awful lot but yeah the threads just aren't very but, neatly it's just rushed yeah. but he decided to be a hero and then he had some quips with uh, Bucky he's had his redemption <laughs> and I think that's my biggest thing and you know we haven't talked about the Winter Soldier and mm. it's been an hour and six minutes and we haven't talked about the Winter Soldier at all really except that he was texting which was cool. Anyone? We love Sebastian Sands' face acting. It was pretty motionless for most of this, but him looking happily, let's use the word happily, at Sam as Sam's giving his speech. Mm. I'm here for it. That was great. I really like that. Yeah. He was just looking on like, oh, my boy. That's a cap I will follow. Something like that. There's um, some screenshots that have been going around where I think it must be when um, Cap pushes the... What's that? Cap and little birdie thing. Mm -hmm. What's it called? Red Wing. Push the um, van back and you've got Bucky looking up and looking really proud. Nice. Which I think is lovely. Nice. And in terms of Bucky's kind of own journey, we've got him... Going back to Yuri at the end, which was yeah. so weird. So rushed. Mm. We didn't even see Yuri's reaction. Which I, I really like wanted that. to see. I mean, if if he decides... I mean, there's a big question. Is what, who does that serve? Does that serve... I know Yuri said he wanted to know. But do you really want but, to know? And then find out it's your friend? And you it don't have serve... his nice friend anymore? And your friend's yeah. 93, by the way? 106. Sorry. Does he, does he, you know, it's telling Yuri, does it, does it serve Yuri or does it serve Bucky? I think it serves Bucky. So he can cross him off on his list. But that seemed like a really big scene for us to not see mm -hmm. what happens after he tells him. And then that, that bit with his therapist kind of going and getting the book, and that was also odd. And also just seeing her from the back in the dark, I thought it was Valentina again. Mm. 
which really confused me. I was like, oh, she's got the book now. And I was like, no, it's the The book, not, which yeah. should be in the museum, frankly. Which, you, yeah, you can't see Bucky let go of mm. because it's Steve's. Mm-hmm. But it's a shortcut, isn't it? To say, oh, now he's gone and done all this. He's done the work now. Yeah, it's, Sam it's... suggested he's done it. It's fine. We don't see it. Yeah. Spo- spoilers for a 30-year-old film. It's the end of Top Gun and throwing the dog tags away. It's that thing. The spoiler is he. I mean... The spoiler is he throws dog tags away. There's no other spoiler in there. So no, no. That's I'm the just worst thinking. Spoiler ever. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I really need to watch Top Gun again before Top Gun Maverick comes out because I do not remember. Really any need of it. to watch Top Gun again. <laughs> I always need to watch Top Gun. So that's just the end of the sentence. I it's quite long. Is it? Anyway. <laughs> I feel like it's quite long. Not as long as Days of Thunder. That's one of the longest films you'll ever watch. I don't, anyway. think, I don't think I want to revisit that one. <laughs> Probably not. Um, anyway. But I th- yeah, I, I like the Bucky stuff in this. But he was, you know... And I think it's probably right that he was second fiddle mm-hmm. to this being, you know, the first episode where we see Kaffa's cap. Uh, but there was still a lot to do with his story. And so we just got this rushed off screen mm-hmm. resolution, mm. Um, which I wonder is that, you know, is there more then for him to do there? Because when it then came up with Captain America and I was expecting White Wolf mm-hmm. and yet he's still Winter Soldier. So that seems weird if he has dealt with all his Winter Soldier stuff. Yeah. Because I thought the point was to put it behind. Yeah, may- maybe it's Marvel not throwing away something. But yeah, I agree. It's a real shame they haven't moved him on. And that's going to be his you know, superhero name from here on out. Mm. Shame. But maybe there will be more to come because they want to keep spinning stories out ad infinitum. Well, I mean, much as this has sort of mixed reception with us and then with, uh, with other critics, let's say, uh, <laughs> then... Even so, it had a hell of a lot of viewers, so yeah. there is a real chance of season two. Um, we're getting Cap 4, mm-hmm. um, written by Malcolm Spellman. Oh, interesting. Okay. And another person called Dallin Musson or Muson, I'm not sure, who is the writer credited with Truth, episode five, which oh, we like. interesting. Liked. Okay, yeah, yeah. We did okay. like episode five. So, <laughs> I have to be honest, when I first saw the Spellman thing, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Although, benefit the doubt, things, you know, potentially but, gone wrong. But, but and there he was showrunner, wasn't he? Exec, producer, more head, like No, head writer. Okay. He's not mm, called okay. showrunner. Mm. <laughs> uh, but, and that's, to be fair to Mr. Spellman, that is also with all the caveats we've talked about as what may have affected mm-hmm. some of the writing. And the fact that we've loved some of the writing mm. in some scenes. Um, but then when I saw Dallin Mousson, and I know it's a writer's room, so you don't really know how much. But even so, I was like, oh, of all of them, that's the one I'm feeling quite more mm. confident about okay. and with having the same writers I would then hope that they do retain some of this complication mm. um, with Cap mm. I would hope it's sort of intentional that he's not he's not done baking yet as it were that he's not finished and now he's just Cap and he's really organised now he can put all his great skills to great use and solve the problems of everything I mean I, it doesn't seem like that would be the thing but this episode did leave me thinking whoa <laughs> yeah yeah very, he, it's um, just kind of like, good, well, that's dealt with line under it, and now I'm Cap. Mm. And mm. I very much want it to be, and now he's Cap. But all of those things, you know, it's like when I think, I'm sorry, I'm going back to his eye, but again, one of the reasons which I was kind of like, oh, this feels like a bit too quick of a turn, is because in Sam's speech, when he says there is a million people, there's a million people who will hate seeing me with the shield, I think obviously he's talk, you know, talking to the racist element there. 
but also I think there'll be other people who feel like Isaiah, you know, people who think, no, I don't want to, I'm, you know, from that community, and no, I don't want to see a black mm. man lift the shield because of the way that America's treated us. So then to have Isaiah's turn, I, I kind of wanted him to represent some of that still as well. I think and I hope that we will continue to see a diversity of black viewpoints and characters in Cap 4 and I would hope I'm not convinced we'll see it in a film but the series is where I think they might hit hard stuff I I just don't have faith in them making a film where they want it to make a billion dollars internationally which relies on a Chinese market for instance and other territories hitting some of these points that are so uh, America-centric um, and so contentious again in inverted commas. Yeah, I think they could bring some of it in, but perhaps not be so much around. Because mm. America like, of all. Uh, one of one of the big things about it is they never actually explain, and, and I don't think it necessarily needs explanation. But there are people out there who do like things written down very plainly. Why a black man with the Captain America shield is a bad thing. It, it is sort of taken as red, and I think perhaps it should be. But there is a world in which you can use these sorts of shows and pop culture things to educate people. I think there's also a world in which you can outline things as as they are at the period of time that they're mm. on, even if you're not operating in the same existential universe. I think something that I found really interesting recently is going back and watching films from sort of 2008, 2009, 2010, mm. when it was apparently a completely different world mm. um, in in a sense of, of what sort of the knowledge was and the literature mm. and, and the, the humour, you know, the sort of um, the genre content and, and the way things were. And you just kind of look at a lot of things and go, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but wow, mm. you wouldn't put that in a film now. Or you wouldn't put that... Yeah. There. So I think what I'm trying to say is that, you know, yes, there's a lot to take as read. But when you look at kind of the longevity of these things, and I think that with Marvel, we do look at the longevity of these things as they are starting to tie things to real conversations, as it were. In some instances, they are sort of doing kind of mythology and grounding and they're really telling you, you know, why there's this kind of one people, one world thing, and they're really trying to lay a mm. mythology. But as you say, this is a global audience. And, you know, when, when they talk about kind of why there is erasure and why there are these conversations, some people are not great at the timeline of American history, you know? The American Civil War, always about 200 years later than I thought it was. <laughs> um, you know, for many, you know, and I'm like, I am in my late 30s. I have had time to read and learn a lot of American history. But, you know, if you're 16 and you're watching this mm. and you're in, in a country far from America, you're learning your own history. Mm. You don't have all of that context and background. And I think if you if you want to be a, a global show and franchise, then, then maybe that is a conversation. On the other hand, I think what falcon and the winter soldier has been is the most american piece of marvel content i've seen right. and i don't think there's anything wrong in that either but i do think that that it is a point that it takes a lot of knowledge as read and it makes very heavy points with it mm. and you know how i was talking about oh but you know his name is is samuel wilson oh i guess if i was american mm. i would have thought this and, and we've had this conversation with some of our american mm. listeners who said actually i didn't know that yeah 
But, you know, it's that thing that when I look at it, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there is a lot of assumption. So, so yeah, no, I, I see I see where you're coming from. And I think that maybe it, maybe it doesn't have to do that, mm. but it does lean on things that aren't necessarily self-evident if you don't actively use a lot of international social media or have mm. strong American lines of uh, and to be fair, Black Panther doesn't do that explanation on here is what racism against black people is and here's why it's bad and here's what we can do about it. It just takes it as red as like, hey, there's a lot of very bad people in the world who make things bad for other people. And we in Wakanda have the power to go and help them out, so we should do that. I think Black Panther is, is different because that is about a fictional black country. And it's that country's story. And I think that it's kind of nice that you are not necessarily doing the work of, of both worlds mm. in that. It's it's about, you know, Killmonger's argument is we could arm people around the world to stop all the racism and the killing black people in huge numbers. But he makes that, that argument, I think... Without explaining what... It, uh, I, I don't know that there is a way of treading that line either way that, that would satisfy me and either go, oh, they were too they were too explicit in explaining racism to me where you know, we all know what racism is, how bad the world is, and also using their platform as an opportunity to try to get people who will just watch the Marvel thing wanting to see blonde hair, blue eyes carrying the shield and going, oh, actually there's something I could learn here and something I could take away from it. Uh, is, it is it more subtle than that then? Mm. Is it? I just don't know. I can't really think of anyone who would be wanting to watch Marvel and something called Captain America and not understand about the being racism. Maybe not. Maybe not the nuances of microaggressions, mm-hmm. but but just the general way. I think of how it. how recent the civil rights movement was. I think how. It, I mean, again, I'm not the person to be explaining American history, but it but it is a lot more recent and with con- a lot more um, current repercussions than I, even I am, I say even me, even most people understood mm. until actually going and, and doing some work and some reading. Most white people understood, at least. I think there is a lot more. Oh, there's a lot um, more to it, absolutely. But I think enough to yeah. understand... Maybe not get the nuances, but, not get some of the things that Isaiah and that were saying, but but and also it's not. But what you know, I, I can imagine a twelve-year-old being like, "But why aren't they in the history books?" Or if you if you watch this in in a country with other minorities who aren't in history books, you you maybe have. Mm. Uh, just yeah, I don't know, but but maybe this is not what it needs to. Be. But maybe it's raising the questions, but not necessarily having to answer. Them. And- and of course, I'm asking these questions. I think we're discussing them as a white audience. And yeah. if you're watching this as a black audience and it was explaining to you what racism no, was, you would go, this show is not clearly not made for me. So no, so again, absolutely. I don't think there is a thing. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of speculating more than anything and yeah. speculating in a place that I shouldn't probably. The the thing it, it makes me think of is, uh, and this is obviously it had you know several seasons and 22 episodes a season, but Supergirl on the CW had a lot of criticism when it started because it was doing feminism 101. It was doing stuff on why you should call people women or girls or how the language you use and the outfits they put them in and all this sort of thing. 
But actually, then got a lot of plaudits because as the episodes went on, it was sort of layering some of that context that it had taught you, as you know, taught anyone as the viewer, and then doing even more discussions of feminism and gender differences and how people are treated differently. And then they brought in racism because you have Jimmy Olsen, who's black, in in that series. And by like series four, you have a trans superhero who goes with all these issues and and self identity and so on. I'm not sure you could do How that. How many in... episodes do you get per season? Well, exactly, it's 22 episodes per series. <laughs> exactly, doing that in six episodes would have been very hard to, to that degree. But mm. maybe I should actually be crediting them as saying they didn't dumb it down for the audience to hope they could use their platform in that way. If you need to go and learn it, you need to go and learn it. But we're going to do the discussion as it is right now, and as people should be watching it right now. Yeah, I wonder if there is a small amount of defining your terms that there is a lot that is taken as read, and I think that we have talked about that across the show. There's a lot that is taken as read about Europe. There's a lot that is taken as read about politics, mm. about government, about a lot of things, and I think that that sometimes, yeah, it it could do better to just fill in the lines. Mm. Because I think that, that some of the things might land a little more. And it's hard, hard to but, do because they did pack yeah. the show with content. Mm. Probably more but than But I don't know needed. if I need two black men to explain. Because, yeah. you know, like, like I mean, as Sam says, I am a black man living in America doing the things that I'm doing. Mm. And I've forgotten the exact words that he says. But basically he does say that. He's like, you don't need to teach me about yeah. what this is. And that's true. They don't need yeah. to teach each other. Mm. But, you know. And I know it's from a very selfish viewpoint as being it really works for me, but I think it really works for me when writers do trust the audience, mm-hmm. yeah, and and expect a sophisticated audience. Yeah. For me, that's what I, you know, I like. But, but that. is it sophisticated if it is specific about something that you know not everyone has had time to do the reading on? But like I said, I don't think you needed to. So, for instance, there's a bit where um, Isaiah says about um, they've been doing it for five. They've been doing it to us for five hundred years. And I was like, I don't really know what that 500 years refers to. I'm not really sure what that timeline is. Uh, you know, is that the start of slavery? Da, 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 da. I just didn't know. Um, but it, I didn't need to, you know? So there's, and like the Sam Wilson, it was. I was really pleased to find that out from you. I didn't need it mm. to understand what the show was saying about racism and what the show was saying about America. I could have done with a lot more explanation of what the hell was going on with the politics as far as who's the goodie, that, who's that, the baddie. <laughs> I think that's kind of a lot of what I was thinking about and, and just wondering if actually, like, when, you, when you're not clear and thinking about how much that, that stuff that we know more about didn't land for me and how much I keep harping on about it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just wonder if... And, be, and because it underpins some of the real strengths of the show but i think i think that was just more it it was it's a bit all over the place as opposed to it was expecting too much from its audience no i really pulled a lot out of your passing comment matthew (laughs) (laughs) and we do and and, and yeah i probably should have saved that as a discussion for next week if we're doing a a series wrap-up discussion Mm. um and laura maybe you want to cut out and move across um (laughs) No, that sounds like far too I much will, work. Yeah, I will, I will dwell more on the series. I, yeah, so let's all think yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
But but uh, so I just want to say that that I do think that is a really interesting point as well about the space that television gives you to do work and to inform, and mm. that Marvel does lean into those spaces from time to time. And you know, like, like there was the conversation around sort of um, mental health and and discussion of grief and so on in one division and about giving space to explain and depict and and live with things and i think that one thing that um that this show hasn't necessarily done is give space <laughs> to much at all so sharon oh I gosh yeah yeah she's the power broker everybody what i no. know and we really? know this because carly told us and then Batrock came in and said you are the power broker sharon <laughs> which I'm not really sure. We were just talking about treating your audience as being a sophisticated audience. Yeah. And I don't think we really needed Batrock's backup there. There's no reading you can do to make that make sense. There's there's a whole load of her story gone somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, or um, Emily Van der Camp, uh, sorry, Emily Van Camp uh, was filming a TV show at the time called The Resident, which she's been on for a long time. Mm. So it was a think... TV show called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> so if you also think about the fact that she was, we saw her on her own on the phone quite a bit. So, you know, That's some fair. of that could have been filmed while she was still on and, wherever she is. She yeah, the rest and in them. a lot of shipping containers and then in a construction yeah. site. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they really were generic that, that locations. Might have been, <laughs> but we just didn't see enough of Sharon for this. And cause the thing is with WandaVision, we knew, or we were pretty damn sure that Agnes was Agatha. We didn't necessarily know what that meant, mm. but with the background from the comics. Um, and it's really distracting because Abby is now kind of glowed in, um, bathed in a red glow as if she's turning into the Scarlet Witch, which is freaking me out slightly. <laughs> That's not helping. So with Agatha, we you know we were reasonably confident. So Agnes was going to be Agatha, mm-hmm. but even when there was the reveal, I still gasped. Yeah, the reveal there was, was something so about well that reveal. Mm. You mean what you wanted was the power broker all along with jazz hands? Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, because oh, power broker, meh. There just wasn't enough enough to Imagine it. Imagine if there'd been a song, but to the Agent Carter theme tune. Can't remember what the hell the Agent Carter theme tune. I, I don't know if there was one. But I'm sure there was, I'm sure yes, there was some sort of show. closing credits theme. Yeah, of, yeah, there was. I just had opening credits. Um, I think it was one of the last shows to have opening credits. Yeah, it did have opening credits. That would have been amazing. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they're sure setting up something with her in the future. Well, I almost, last week, I almost suggested a Spot the Scroll feature as to who in this film, is, who in this series is going to be a scroll because... They're planting them all over the place and we're building up secret invasion, which is going to be scroll involved. Scroll, 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 scroll. Um, so, and then there wasn't time for it. Because there is a potential that the Sharon's a scroll, but a baddie scroll. Because mm. we need some baddie scrolls, otherwise I don't really understand how secret invasion is going to work. But, I mean, that would explain this turn. Which it is would just explain secret. how she suddenly arrived in America anyway. That uh, one could be. Yeah, but I mean, you just I've, I, I, she had she had her fake face on, like um, that was a cool fake face. That was like, like Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, Winter Soldier. We've seen it. That's that's the bit when it disappoints me. It's not actually Jenny Agatha 
kicking that ass. That is the bit that disappoints you. It's not Jenny. It should have been. And just, we've seen it in ages. Should shield. have been just Jenny Agatha. That's what she can do if you mess with Jenny Agatha. Frankly, um, I forgot where I was going with that. Yeah, I've seen that suggested about the scroll, but I think I'd prefer it. Oh, really? I think I'd prefer it if she's just so burned on what her country did to her and on what all the Avengers. No one came for her. I would have loved if we'd seen some more of her in order to build. Well, exactly, that. and I'm hoping. But it we will are where get we are. And she's not the best spy, is she? She's literally, as she's walking out the building, she's on the phone to her accomplice. I, mean, I think this could be, yeah, this could be quite interesting mm. having her as this kind of double, not really aging because she's working for herself, but you know. But it's also like, Sharon, keep your voice down. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of kind of double, triple agent conversations happening yeah. on there. Um, what would she be in? I, I'm expecting Armour Wars is the thing. Uh, well, Cap 4. Because she's got weapons mm. and access and stuff. Mm. Wars, indeed, about armour. <laughs> Secret Invasion. Because she's a scroll. What is that? Is that a TV series? Yes. yes. It's, um, it's the one that's had the casting recently of Olivia Colman, Olivia potentially. And, and Ben Mendelsohn. Who's the other one? Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's already there. Sam, um, as I say, Sam Fury, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson as Fury, and the woman recently has been cast who was in Han Solo film. And Dewey Newton? No. Oh, yes. His love interest in it. Mm. That's a. Daenerys Targaryen. Throne dragon thing. Yeah, whoever it? played her. She was in oh, Last I Christmas, I Amelia Clark? Amelia Clark. <laughs> he yeah. pulls for the like... back of his memory. Well done. The I like this we find. <laughs> so, yeah, so interesting looking cast. Uh, no, you know. Olivia Coleman, great when she's given the right yeah. thing to do, yeah. such as Fleabag. I'm not, sh- I'm not in... sure this is going to be Fleabag, frankly. Um, well, I don't know. Look at the writing on One Division and that. It could be. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Amelia Clark does not pick good projects, frankly. <laughs> frankly. I heard the Game of Thronesy thing was quite popular. Nope. nope. Given how that ended, it was fine she picked a end. very bad. But she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> she didn't know. Know I don't think we come. can blame the end on her. I, I, I'm happy to absolve her. They, of that. they that my power. changed <laughs> history to remove her Terminator film from the history books. Um, yeah, no. but I mean, I don't think you can blame her for Terminator films either, the later ones. And she's in Me Before You, which is supposed to be horrible. And she was in that wham Christmas thing. Last was, Christmas. It was apparently it was dire. Pretty dire. It was disappointingly dire. But she is good. She's good. So, I think she she's is. good. She is. I think the first series of Game of Thrones. I thought she was fantastic. That was a lot to ask, to and I thought she stage. nailed it. Yes, and it was ten years I ago. She, which is terrifying when you think about <laughs> and, it. And, and look at all the stuff she's Carter, done since. Fact, well, you know, if you, start, if you start with Game of Thrones, where do you go? Maybe you know, it's it's like that with it, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, all these things. If you start big. Really, unless you've got oh, another no. franchise Daniel Radcliffe picks good things to go and do. He is rarely Daniel in a Daniel Radcliffe show. is a theatre kid. Um, <laughs> maybe she's like Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen is amazing on TV. 
and not very good in film. Maybe that's Amelia Clark. Very much beg to differ, but yes, okay. <laughs> no, I don't mean Elizabeth Olsen. Who do you mean? Elizabeth Moss. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch that Invisible Man film, but... I haven't seen... She's meant to be really good in it. I haven't seen a single film of hers I've liked, sadly. But she was meant she's to wonderful. People talk about Oscar for her. For it. Anyway. Mm, sorry, uh... sorry. Complete tangent. Of... <laughs> nice to have a tangent. <laughs> kind of needed a tangent after Sharon. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's out Sharon, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think we've really got much else. I think this yeah. is the thing. Like, We can't actually talk about Sharon without talking about like entire other cinema because mm. ooh, ooh, ooh. there's nothing to yeah. say. Talking of which, I have started my Revenge rewatch. Mm. Oh, good. Um, How's it going? Fine. I'm six episodes in and I thoroughly recommend it if anyone wants like a campy mystery type thing. But because I've seen it before... There are, there's a lot that I don't remember, but I kind of remember kind of the key, some of the right. key reveals. So it's a bit like, oh, but the dresses are amazing. Um, <sighs> and if you want to see her looking shifty, which she looks throughout, <laughs> there's lots of moustache twirling. So if this okay. is what she's now <laughs> going to continue doing, she's very good at okay. it. So, um, so it's fun. Promising. I think it might be more. I don't think it's going to be a proper rewatch. I think it's going to be a when I need something mindless on, I will stick it okay. on. Um, but Sounds if no one's good. seen it, as a first watch, first watch, I, I, I haven't seen it. But it did look like it had twenty plus episodes per series, which it is which... like twenty two. Mm. Yeah, I know there is. I'm that really as well. glad that we don't really do that right. anymore. I know it's just too mm. many episodes. It it's going to be a long be, time yeah. until there's a show that can sustain that many episodes mm. again. I think. Mm. You know. Mm. So, saving the best for last. The lovely, lovely extended cookout sequence yeah. in the harbour. Shall we? That was I nice. Think we shall. I like that. Did everyone like that? It was Did you like fine. It, I have very little to say about it. Could have skipped the prawn close up. <laughs> there, it, it was a little bit of like. <laughs> Could have got a bit more of Sharon. But, but, but gratuitous. But Sharon's a scroll. Hit... Spying. <laughs> Here, here, and what people eat in Louisiana. Hey, we've got some pecan pie and we've got some shrimp, and I think they were shucking a corn thing or something, and it was just they went. It's good atmosphere. Yeah, they went for the list of stereotypical. Well, that said, I mean, well, well, you did, you did say they wanted us to tell people things. Mm. And yeah. I'll be honest, I don't know what people okay. eat in Louisiana. <laughs> Is it prawns though? Because well, they're in a fishing. They're a big shrimp things. Fishing, I suppose. Harbor, so. Yeah, no, true. You make a good mm. point. Maybe I, where they are. I loved it. It was. I loved yeah, it. It was a good ending for the show. It it did a nice little wrap up thing. I don't think Bucky's. Hey, I'm walking so light because a weight has been lifted off my shoulders, my sunglasses, and I'm now playing with the kids because I did that big emotional scene. I wrapped everything up. Where I told a man I killed exactly. his son. Like, and now, now suddenly so he's happy. jaunting down the street. I'm holding the kids on my arm. Because I'm be... Bucky the Winter Soldier. I think there is meant to be a little bit of time. It's not, I don't think he left Yori yeah. and then turned up at the barbecue we party. We don't get any time though. It really feels we, we get no time. And I think it's because of how stark. He walks past the cafe and straight yeah, to the end. It's airport. how stark that ending with him is. It's like, oh, we really I haven't know. dealt with anything here. And I, and I so. think it clash. I think this is the thing that the barbecue party and him at it sets up as if, you know, he is lighter. He's got mm. family now. Mm. He's 
he can smile and not in a slightly sarcastic, quippy way. He's playing with the kids. He's cool Uncle Bucky or stepdad Bucky, maybe, to come. <laughs> if I Papa get my Bucky. way. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids, I love the kids hanging off him. I thought all of that was adorable. Which is then why I was a bit kind of like, wait a second, he's still Winter Soldier. What are you talking right. about? You've just shown him at a party with loved ones surrounding him and him being all light in that. And he's telling me he still has Winter Soldier mm. crap to deal with. Is the second film, is it just Captain America hyphen the Winter Soldier? Or colon the Winter Soldier? Something. Colon, okay. I think. Because I was like, isn't that the name of the second film? <laughs> no, it's not. And it's, uh, I think it's colon. It's pretty close. It's it very is. close. Mm. Tough to Google. Which is why think, it would have made isn't sense. Isn't that what to they're trying it. to do? I think what they're isn't what they're trying to do is yeah, we had Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Stephen Bucky. Okay. And now we've got Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Sam and Bucky. Okay. That's how I read read okay. it. I still would have preferred it as a boy. Mm. But maybe they're but keeping that I think, the I think you're right, and I, I think that that is a bit odd because what you are essentially doing is is saying that you know, you you're just replacing one Captain America with another, and, and now we're back where we were, and I didn't go through all this series just to be left with that, <laughs> <laughs> to be back where we were. I think it's, for me, it was more about cementing the relationship between the two as opposed to, we've just swapped in a different cap. That's more But because that. you've got the repetition, it's it's difficult for it kind of not to be that. Yeah. In a sense, I don't know. Um, but I did, I did love to see everyone happy. Yeah. And I was trying to remember what the point of it all was because because that everyone owed them a favour and was it <laughs> well, as, as a, no, no, no. This was just celebratory. Hey, and and the whole thing about him that becoming Captain America. Hey, yeah, Sam Wilson is now Captain America. Like, let's yeah. celebrate. Let's and, pose with photos for him. And but yeah, what was the thing about everyone owing them something? Well, that was to fix the oh, boat was, when they had no money. That was previous episode mm. when they got the bits but for the boat. But now the boat is fixed. Mm-hmm. Yes. What does that mean? They're going to continue. They're going to go fishing. To have a fishing with the boat. Mm. So it is. A fishing would have been good to see it fishing. We we had an extended close yeah. up of the prawn. What more do you want? <laughs> do you know meant if, to read if from you, that if they'd you... gone fishing on the boat because that's how they got the bloody yeah. prawn. <laughs> and then okay. Sharon, the Shrek the, not Shrek, the skull <laughs> prawn was hid next to that prawn. See, okay. Okay, I think they've decided. I mean, I'm not saying I know. I think it's not. I'm not saying it's Marvel's job to educate me on everything, but I didn't grow up in a fishing village. There are no prawns on the Thames, or are there? Oh no! I've got the mic. Anyway, you certainly wouldn't eat them. Um, Hmm. Anyway, I yeah, I I just I always wanted a bit more resolution for Sarah. I think as well, which you know, nice that she got to flirt with Bucky without Sam being like, no, you're not allowed to flirt with this man. Because I like to argue with him. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. We don't know necessarily because the whole point was fix up the boat and then sell the boat. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, no, the guy doesn't want to buy it. So it looks like now they've fixed up, they're still not going to sell it. That's kind of where where I meant to go. But so is it now that they're by fishing? There was talk really early on when they were having the argument about whether to sell or not, about doing up so you could then ha- uh, send it out for charters when they're not fishing. Maybe that's the business plan. I think the thing is, there was so much talk about the plan. Yeah, at the beginning. 
<laughs> and they, they didn't resolve that. I, I really enjoyed seeing everyone good and happy, but like, I was quite invested in Sarah. I was and, quite and interested. In theory, he still has no income. Uh, yes. Now he's Captain America, he's getting paid. I mean, he's just taking a shield. But we didn't cover it. So. But, but you know, for a show to have set up like, hey, how do the Avengers get paid? Well, it's kind of goodwill to end on nothing. <laughs> I, yeah, I, know I, wa- right. I know I want my how accountancy works in the Avengers universe, but I, want... but, but I would have liked something of, and we're going to set up a fund for Avengers rated on how many films they've been in. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> how how many merch. aliens they've killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> merch lines. You know, we use the boat Sam's... to print t-shirts and... Yeah. yeah. Personal appearances. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just... I, I feel like... You know, there's something... Oh, it's a terrible thing when you watch a show and then you start deciding what you would have liked to see because we're all geniuses when we don't have to actually <laughs> produce and create it. But Absolutely. I would have liked Sam to be, you know, or for Sarah to be like, you know, I thought of a way we could monetize you. Let's do this. Or, or <laughs> so. even if she, there just had been a line about the mm-hmm. charter business. That yeah, it, that would have been fine. Not, not in this episode, but like the episode when they fixed up the boat. Mm. Great, now we can charter it as well as do the fishing. So we don't. we can now... <laughs> Put yeah. that um, that storyline to bed. Yeah. It just felt like someone had forgotten that someone needed to say something to someone. Yeah. Like, we did a great job. Couldn't have done it without you. Now we have this. Some people coming off. Business the is booming know. because everyone wants to go on Captain America's boat. Just yes. that. You know. That's the yeah. line. Which There's a slight implication of that because of how happy everyone is that he's there and posing for the and, photos. Yeah, and, taking photos yeah. and all that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice place yes. to end, really, isn't it? And I suppose overall, for all I have um, quibbled about it, I sure have enjoyed talking about these things. And it's been, I think, really helpful to have a show that gave me some space to think about things quite intensely. Um, it's been a weird year. Mm-hmm. I think it's a weird show for weird times. It's affected by the weird times. We're all affected by the weird times. I think it's... I've personally found it very helpful hmm. um i hope it's found its audience i think it from me. the stats it has okay and so that brings us to the end of marvelous uh weekly analysis of captain america and the winter soldier and we'll be doing a series wrap-up next week um are we getting a marvelous under the covers or uh, <laughs> assembled <laughs> well, i'm not quite sure what that one is I think this might be a fun thing. Um, Assembled. D- yeah. Disney Plus I promise I have not music. been drinking. I just haven't slept. <laughs> yeah, Ab- like Abby, Abby's been hysterical. up watching Oscars. So I'm sorry, I'm mildly <laughs> hysterical at this point. Um. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So yes, I, I believe we are only because when I was looking up Emily Van Camp, she's got it listed that she's in nice. the uh, Falcon Limited Soldier Assembled. So I assume that's dropping Friday. Brilliant. So we'll do a combined combined episode next week of looking at that and then also looking back at um, our reactions to the series when we've had a bit more time. Mm. Marvellous. You can find us on Twitter at Eloquent Gushing. You can find me at This A.E. Shaw. I'm on Twitter at Matthew Vose. And I'm on Twitter at Laura Geeks Out. And we'd love to hear what you thought about it, if indeed you have thoughts you'd like to share. 
Sorry, I, I was texting.